0: getting ready to start okay hello hello good afternoon ladies how is everyone on this wonderful sunday afternoon in late february black history month my name is jacqueline kabai harrison welcome to a queen's roundtable show this is episode 13 ladies episode 13 um, and I have a guest here and in just a minute I'm going to allow her to introduce herself um, I want to say to those guests out there this is obviously live you can definitely join us from either my business page which is realizing your potential the numbers one two three or either you can join us from my personal page or the personal page of My guest Carolyn and I'm gonna make sure that I share it out So even if you're in my Facebook group, you can still jump in and join us and leave your questions and or comments. Okay Um, So let me just go ahead real quick guys and just share it out so everybody can have access Because we definitely want to hear from you guys, so let me share it out share Okay, share now, you know what, Carolyn, do you want me to share it out to your group too? Would you do that for okay, me? yep, yep, I sure will because it gives me the option, so I did that. Now, let me go back and I'm going to tag you on my personal page. That way, hopefully, everybody can join us. So we're doing that. Carolyn, Carolyn, there you are. Okay. All right, so it's all shared out, everybody. If anyone has any... Trouble Jumping in leave it in the comments because I'm going to be monitoring the comments as we go along. Okay. All right So we are live we have started so miss Carolyn if you go ahead and introduce yourself Tell us a little bit about how you grew up where you grew up and how 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 your business and everything came to be?
1: sure well want to say good afternoon first of all to everyone out there in Facebook land, um, on Jacqueline's page or my page. Um, And I wanna say to you, Jacqueline, thank you so much for having me as a guest. I I am so super honored that words cannot even express. So for those of you that may not know, I am Dr. Carolyn Stevens, and uh, I am with the I Am A Black Woman Project. Uh, we have far surpassed calling it a book and, and perhaps a little bit more into the interview. I'll explain why. It's actually, um, we refer to it as a movement. Um, I am originally from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, that's where I was born. That's where I was raised. I've been in Atlanta, Georgia, where I am now. I've been in Atlanta for close to 30 years. So Jacqueline and I am officially not an apple anymore. I? I am. A, I am a now a peach. Yeah. I am a peach, you know, in my heart. For all of you Brooklyn gals, I still am a uh, uh, an apple in heart. And um, I I grew up. I have uh, three other siblings, all girls, no boys. As much as I wish that I had always had a brother, but uh, so I am. I am the third of, of four children four sisters there. Um, currently, I serve in Georgia. I serve as a clinical therapist and a community family specialist. And I get the opportunity to work um, primarily with what we call DFACS, which is Department of Family and Children's Services. I, I And I know, Jacqueline, you're familiar with that. Probably in other states, you guys call it something else different. Um, But however, I get to contract with um, Department of Family Children's Services, serve primarily underserved, the underserved population. And I work primarily, 98% of my clientele are are black women, which is what brought me to creating the project. I am a black woman. And uh, so in the years of my, my practice and in working with uh, primarily single Black women, I, I began to notice <clears throat> um, that a lot of the diagnoses that my clients have stemmed from some deep-rooted issues um, that pretty much went across the board in terms of African American women. And so I began to uh, research and, um, you know, begin to find out that there was a definitely a correlation between some of the toxic behaviors that are oftentimes uh, regrettably demonstrated in the African-American community as it pertains to black women. And I felt that a lot of the stories and experiences that these women had, that these stories needed to be told. I felt like these women needed to have a voice, which I believe is very therapeutic in writing and having a voice. I also believe that there needed to be something that would create a level of cohesiveness and unity among black women so that we could begin to dispel. Many of the misnomers that we cannot work together, we can't produce things together, things of that sort. So from just out of of my observation of things that I have seen and and, and my work, um, you know, that's where I am a black woman. That's how that project
0: was birthed. Okay. okay. Okay, you got a little dog there in the background.
1: I do. Please forgive me. I, I, I please forgive me. I'm not in the office today, and so uh, lots of times when I interview, he wants to be a part of the. Right, he want,
0: You know what? Just like my son, I have an eight year old now. He he'll be coming back from the movies shortly,
1: and oh he you
0: know right he'll be wanting to come in and wave and you know all that kind of. Oh, that's know, Business, right. so I totally understand. Um. No. Well, you know what? I am so excited. I mean, I love doing um, doing this this show because you know, like you said, it it it's a perfect example of us like coming together and being able to support one another. You know, yes. and that's you know, I don't want to, I'm not going to talk talk too much, but you know, Carolyn, you know, you and I came became introduced to each other right from another yeah. uh, project. Yes. And that, you know, and, and I just really felt like a difference in your spirit. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, okay. And, I, you know, we, we've we never met. You know, I, I hope, you know, I hope I know we've talked about, you know, maybe doing some like meeting up face to face when you come to Detroit, because I'm in Michigan, guys. And, um, you know, and I, I really look forward to that. And I think that it needs to be more of that, like us coming together, you know, and I've noticed that I'm going to be honest, you know, in this online space, I've come across quite a few African American women that were just down with the collaboration. You know what I mean? And then we, we we get on and we talk and it's and it's almost like like we've known each other. You yes. know what I mean? And everything just flows, you know. And then I, I've had a couple of experiences, a couple of times I've reached out to people and it hasn't been very favorable or it's all been one sided, you know. And yes. I, I, I just, you know, I so I'm just so excited when when I do find um people, you know, in the online space that really believe in that that whole collaboration piece because a lot of people say they believe in it you know what i mean but they want to collaborate when they think it benefits them but they don't really want to try to you know help anybody else you know what i mean Absolutely. Absolutely. so yeah so i i'm i'm really really excited I, about it you
1: know i can concur and, and i also want to take this opportunity to say yes um, we met mm-hmm. as a result of a project and um, I have just always loved your spirit. I've I've, I've always loved your energy, and I, I I believe that we are kindred spirits. You know, we are true. We are truly sisters. Um, and so it's I'm just so honored um, by being here in this space in this time with my sister. I'm also um, extremely excited about your platform. Mm-hmm. I, I, it is my hope that my presence here today, anything that I can say will help to propel your platform. And, and, and that is the thing I believe, Jacqueline, that we have to, redevelop our mindset in order to diminish a lot of the, the toxic behaviors that we often find amongst women of color. It, it's, it definitely starts with the mind that we have to uh, truly am i my sister's keeper because when you excel you see i excel. it does not take anything away from from me you know the fact that you have this platform i now have the ability to be here on this platform had you not had it i would not be here on this platform so that would say to me that it would just make good old-fashioned sense for me to promote you for me to support your platform so that more sisters like myself have the opportunity to be able to come and make a, a much more of a presence I mean we're right now we're going possibly internationally had you not have this platform I would not be able to do that
0: so I have to support you
1: I have to do that
0: yeah. right and you know, and I can already see i can already, already see that this is gonna be a wonderful conversation um because i just well you know what i want i want to say too is that i'm orig- born and raised originally in Detroit, right, but I lived in Brooklyn from like two thousand and five to two thousand and fifteen. Oh, wow. Yeah. 2005, 2015. And I absolutely loved it. I mean, I just kind of jumped up and moved because a very good friend of mine went to NYU. You know, we went to we went to a middle school, high school together. And she went to NYU and I went to Wayne State, which is, you know, local here in downtown Detroit. So I went back and forth visiting her. And, and at first I hated New York. Okay, I ain't gonna lie. I was like, oh my God, it's so dirty here, you know, yes. you got everywhere, you know. Yes. And I hated it. And as I kept going and visiting her, you know, and then I, I grew as a person, you know, like I said, because this is from my early twenties, you know, started visiting her there. And I fell in love with the city. And so eventually when I moved there, I really, I really loved it and I really felt at home there. And that was when I originally started, you know, doing West African dance. Or shall I say I took it to another level doing the West African dance? And I remember running into a lot of sisters. And I remember thinking that because they were in the community, that they were gonna be supportive. You know what I mean? And it was gonna that we were gonna flow together. But I was yes. greeted with quite the opposite. You know, it was still a lot of competition and a lot of well, who are you and who do you think you are? And yeah. and, and just this attitude of attitude of if, if I sing your praises in any way, any form of fashion, that's going to dim my light. Right. And, I, and, and I'm saying this because not not to be I'm, I'm not I'm trying not to be negative. But at the same time, I think this is real. You know, you know, and, yes. and I, I know I, I've experienced it, whether it be in my African African dance community, whether it be at work, whether it be at school. And it just really disheartened me, which is that's why right. I initially started doing sister circles, even though I don't necessarily do them now. But that's how my business originally started off. And it was bringing us together this, you know, this type of platform. But face to face, because I was doing it in a brownstone in Brooklyn and, and it was in bed bedside. And you know that's we were just, from.
1: Oh, okay. all <laughs> so right, cool. See that?
0: Yes, and, not... and I know you know it's changed so much over the years, right? Yeah. Yes. You know it's so different from the bed side today. I we I yes. can't even afford it. But anyway, that that's a whole nother subject, right? right? But coming together for us to be able to sit across from one another and encourage and support one another because once you start speaking out, you find that you're not alone, right? That there's Absolutely. a lot of. Other and other ladies out there that are going through very similar, you know, either going through at the present time or have gone through similar things. And once you start talking, it's like you just open the floodgates, and that's like a whole new support system. You know, absolutely.
1: I mean, I've you know,
0: Jacqueline, I've experienced,
1: um, I've experienced a lot of that in my own life. You know, I think that. And I believe that we do need to talk about it. You know, there might be some people who say, well, that's negative and we don't need to discuss it. But, as, you know, as a therapist, I, I know firsthand that you can't solve problems unless you are willing to disclose some things. You've got to talk about it. You've got to talk about the rea- reality. It's not, it's not that we're shedding a negative light on the problem, which, which kind of brings me back to um a dichotomy that seems to be pretty relevant in the relevant in the black community there's not a person on this on on this platform right now i'm sure that you've heard this in your house growing up what goes on in this house stays in this house okay i'm sure that you know we've got we've we've got a lot of vernacular in the black community things that things that we use what one of my favorite that came from my mom was i brought you here and i can take you out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I, she said that on a regular ba- <laughs> regular, regular basis. You, you know, or, or I'll beat the black off of you. And I used to always wonder.
0: Oh, you in God. the next
1: week. <laughs> what kind of a beating would that be? But anyway, I digress. Um, you know, but th- th- that 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 statement alone that said what goes on in this house stays in this house, mm-hmm. you know, has perpetuated as a part of our culture, where we have developed a learned behavior of just not talking about things, just just taking our pain and our painful experiences and and brushing them under the rug, so to speak, and we're just not going to talk about it, and we're going to leave them there, and if we just leave them there and don't talk about it, then the problem will just somehow, it will fade away. Well, unfortunately, Jacqueline, the problem does not fade away. I mean, you can push it to the side, but it doesn't say it doesn't say it away. And so what happens is we become a, not only an oppressed people, but we also become a repressed people. OK, and we become very repressed in how we respond to each other. We become very repressed and ambivalent in how we interact with each other because we've got all of this toxicity within our own individual lives and in our family lives our community lives we got all this toxicity all bottled up all repressed and so when we begin to start to interact i believe that there are many sisters who desire to do it but what happens is that when we actually start to interact then all of these toxicities that we have embedded in our family system in our community system in our cultural system those things begin to crop up and it begins to make us a bit ambivalent about being vulnerable because in order to establish a decent relationship there has to be a level of vulnerability Okay, I have to, to to have an openness, if you will. And I know some people might not use the term vulnerable because nobody likes to be vulnerable, but in order to have any kind of good relationship, there has to be a level of intimacy. You can't have intimacy unless you decide that I'm going to have a level of vulnerability. I'm going to allow you, as my sister, to see a part of me. You're going to allow me to see a part of you. And what we always say with I am a Black woman, I respect your pain. In other words, if I know your story, if I know the pain that you have been through, I am not going to take your pain and use it against you, but I am going to treasure that sister because you're my sister. I'm going to honor that. And when you come to me, I'm not going to take advantage of you because of where you've been. I am going to acknowledge where you've been. And because of knowing where you've been, I am going to be so conscious to make sure that I treat you in a manner of respect that you can begin to heal because you see the coming together this is why the forces that be don't want us to come together because when we come together and we create this divine synergy okay not only can it bring prosperity jacqueline but it brings healing and even when we talk about prosperity prosperity is just another level of healing it's a financial healing so we come like Okay. That divine synergy, that energy, it brings about a level of healing. So why would Okay, why would the forces that be the negative forces that be want us to come together when what I have in me can help you heal and what you have in you can help me heal? And ultimately, if we heal, then we pass that healing on to the next sisters. And all of a sudden, before you know it, we've got a community of women that are healed and we are ready to make something powerful and dynamic happen. So this is why we see the ambivalence to coming together. This is why we have the trust issue. This is why we feel like, okay, well, if I come together with her, she's going to take my business away from me. If I come together with her, she's going to steal, uh, Mm. she's going to steal my idea. See, first of all, those of us who are visionaries, we understand something, Jacqueline, about an idea. Okay, the creator gives us an idea that may not specifically be for you, but it may be an idea that God is using you as the vessel or the container to hold the idea that when you divinely come come up with a sister and now you, you can release that idea because sister, I've been holding this vision, I've been holding this idea. But I knew that it was not for me, but I've been holding it and nurturing it. And now I'm going to release it to you. I've been I've been a surrogate of this idea and I've been holding it because I was waiting for the time that I got with you so I could release it because sister, this is your idea. I want you to take what God has given me. I have served as a surrogate for this idea. And now I want to give it to you so you can take it and you can run on with it. There's no harm in that.
0: There's no foul in that. There's no damage in that. Hey, that's a beautiful thing. That's what that is. You know what? <clears throat> this is so, so powerful. I'm over here having having moments after moments. <laughs> and I want to let you talk. I don't wanna, you know, I don't wanna um, no, it's it's okay. I don't wanna interrupt, but two okay, two, two things. There's a lot of people that joined us. I want to give a little shout out, if you will. Um, and then I want to make make my make my comment because I, you know, this is so important and I'm just you know, I I'm I'm humbled and everything that, that people have taken the time from their Sunday to join us. So we got Mary out there. How you doing, Miss Mary? We got Lisa, we got Dr. Sykes. Hey Dr. Sykes, we got yes. Church Girl Jackson, we got okay, I said Mary, we got Terry. Yes, and oh, so we got okay. two Terry. We got Terry Coleman and Terry Ann Polk. Thank you. Those are some of the sisters uh, that are part of the "I Am a Black Woman" project, and,
1: and, and we, we, we support each other wherever we go.
0: Yep, I see that they are showing up. They are here. Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much. Okay, so I want to acknowledge everybody, um, and also too, ladies. At any time, if we start going in and out, and you can't hear us, put it in the comments. Okay. All right. So when you spoke, when you mentioned that piece about the vulnerability, I almost jumped off this couch. Right. And you are absolutely right, right? And the thing of it is, it's that people or women, because because I know my my platform is 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 African American women. Yeah. Now it is that, and I and that that is such a that's such a therapeutic. And I know we're both LCSWs. Yeah, that is such a therapeutic way of looking at it. And you and I so agree. It's that vulnerability, which is why a lot of times, like when you meet African American women. And, and tell me if you agree. Now, this is my experience. Yes. Initially, they may look at you and they want to kind of keep you at a, at a distance, but it's because they are checking you out and they want to make sure that you are trustworthy, right? Yep. That, that, sure. that, that they can share something with you and you're not going to use it against them. You're not going to run and tell, you know, tell somebody else their information. And once they begin to trust you, Right. You form like a like an unbreakable bond. Right. But a lot That's of times right. it may not start out that way. And I That's think right. I think like like you said, it's that we walk around with so many, so many secrets. You know what I mean? And I, and I totally agree because I came up in a family where you don't tell nobody what's going on in this house. You know That's what right. I mean? So it's like you're walking around with all of these traumas and all of these all of these unresolved issues that has played a role right? And your self-esteem and how you view yourself, right? And then you got that coupled with society telling you that you're not good enough, right? And especially now you got to look like this, you got to be this weight, you got to have this, you got to have that, you know what I mean? So it's like, we're walking around with all of this on our backs and yes. and it makes it difficult for us to be able to see each other. I mean, really see each other and and and, and see each other as a as an ally, I mean, until you know, until proven otherwise, you absolutely. know what I mean. Because typically, I go into things, and I'm and I'm not gonna lie to you; it's taking some time. But usually, I go into things and I see you as an ally, unless you just totally show yourself, and I'm like, oh, okay. So I gotta but, but a lot of people they go in the other way as you are enemy until proven not. You know what I mean? Right. And I you I, I have to change that. And like 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 you said, it's not that. I mean, this yes, this platform is my creation. But the the, the the platform itself is for us to be able to come together. You know what I mean? For everybody to shine, for everybody to be able to speak their truth and to be heard. You know what I mean? That's and to true. me, that's, that, that, that's what's important. It's not about, oh, I don't want anybody to promote on my platform. I mean, you know what I mean? So I just, yes. I, I really appreciate, you know, you being here. And guys, I know, you know, th- this this platform is to talk about we as as African American women entrepreneurs, right? And we all want to increase our impact. We all want to we all want to prosper, right? You know, and we want to do it the right way with a sense of integrity. At least yes. I know I, I know. You know, yeah, I'm going to yeah, do it in a way that feels good to me, and it matters to me. The fact that that this platform can really really transform people's lives. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So. Yes. So and 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 if I, I deal specifically, I know I don't think you do, but I deal specifically for, with African American women that are coaches and or consultants, right? Helping them create unshakable confidence. And the thing of it is, there's a lot of issues that go on, a lot of negative self talk that 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 stems from all sorts of trauma that impacts us as people, that yeah. impacts how we how we flow in our business, right? So yeah. so this platform is to help you heal. Help you, you know, to help you be able to prosper as a business owner, right? Absolutely. And to be able to have a huge impact. So, I know you've shared, you know, a lot about who you are, you know, how how you came to be. Now, now you you said you have no brothers, right? No, I have no, no brothers. All sisters. Okay, yes. um, are your are your sisters also entrepreneurs too? No, um,
1: okay. I have I have a younger sister, Kay. Um, and she's probably a, a, an entrepreneur in her own right, a hairstylist. Okay. And, um, but my, uh, my, the other two sisters, you know, they're working girls, okay. they, they are working girls. So I, am somewhat, the, the, the first of the breed, if you will, to, uh, uh, indulge in, um, authorship and business ownership and, uh, so you know I, I i will say here on a personal note that both of my parents are have transitioned um my dad who was my he was an entrepreneur from age 14 on up he just believed that black people should work for themselves and be independent and so everything that i do i do it in his spirit. i do it in his spirit and so i've i've i've, I've got his entrepreneurial spirit in my blood
0: <laughs> yeah so um, share, share with us, because lady. She Miss Carolyn, Doctor Carolyn is going to go into talking more specifically in a few minutes about her topic. Um, but before we dive into that, because I know that that, that that's going to be deep too, um, I want you to share with us or whatever obstacles. Um, what would you say has been one of your major obstacles that you have encountered whether you know, just in life or in your business that you don't mind sharing with us today? Well, sure. Uh,
1: so I'll, I'll start with me with me personally, which affected business, because what women sometimes don't often realize is that what happens with you internally, It spills over into your business. It spills over into the way that you do business. It spills over into your your mission, your presence, your visibility, what you have. Um, You can mask it for a while if you're very good, but after a while, everybody sort of gets to know that you're an awesome businesswoman but you've got, the, you've got these emotional issues. You've got these internal issues because they begin to bleed out and bleed over into your business life. Um, for myself, I've been in leadership a very, very long time. Um, I battled with depression at some point mm-hmm. in my life. I battled with uh, suicide ideation, suicidal ideation. At one point in my life and I was serving hundreds of people I'd be i had been on TBN with Bishop Jakes um, did radio I had my own theology school my own business I was doing a lot of phenomenal things and people were so impressed and uh, they were getting healed but the only thing Jacqueline and I found out that that would happen is everybody was getting healed except for Carolyn okay because I was in operation mode you know as women we 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 know how to put that mask on and we know how to go and we we know how to make it happen for people and we know how to make it make it do what it do but when we go home you see when we go home and we sit on the edge of that bed and we pull off the wigs and the brazeer and the mask and, okay and the mask okay it's those moments that we have where we've served everybody except ourselves So after um, a tumultuous divorce, I began to do some introspection about my own life. I began to um, examine why was I dealing with depression and I was helping so many people. As a matter of fact, when I came clean and told people that were close to me that I was dealing with depression and suicide ideation, they could not believe it. They were like, well, Dr. Carolyn, you're so fabulous to everybody else. I said, yes, because, you know, um, I, I, I trained my own self how to be in the public, but my own private battles, my own private battles, you know, I was not mastering. And so I decided to go into a high C this, if you will, and to just work on me. Okay. So that When I came back out, there was a level of authenticity. Because after a while, Jacqueline, if you don't work on your own issues, your own emotional issues, your, you know, your psychological issues, what will happen? You may go good for a while, but then you begin to come off as unauthentic, you know, uh, to use another term, kind of come off fake. Because there's, there's no realness there. And people, people can pick up on that. People can pick up on whether there's a realness there. If you're telling me to heal, have you healed? If you're telling me to do the work, have you done the work? You know, that that comes out after a while. And so I wanted to be authentic. I wanted to be living what I was teaching, what I was writing about, what I was talking about. And so I gave myself. That's a gift you have to give yourself. Give I say this for every woman that's listening. Give yourself the gift of healing. Give that to yourself. Give yourself permission to be okay with yourself. Give yourself permission to say, you know what? I'm going to isolate for a little bit. I'm going to come away from the crowd for a little bit give it to yourself we give gifts jacqueline to our kids to our spouses to our community to our church we give gifts all day long but we fail to give ourselves gifts. give yourself the gift of healing and so that whatever you're doing in your business that you also can partake of the fruit of your own labor you don't want other women to say hey Jacqueline, just using for example, Jacqueline, you have such an awesome platform. My whole life has been transformed because of the Queen's Roundtable. And then when you get along, you say, Wow, but I, I'm not a recipient of my own
0: the, my own work. But you, you, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm raising my hand like I'm in class. I'm, I don't want <laughs> inter- to interrupt you, but why do you think that we do that? Because I even myself, I know sometimes I feel guilty, you know, at times about pouring into myself. Why do you think that that's so common with us as African-American women? Or, or have you all experienced that? And, 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 all the time. Okay, all, so why all, all, th- all the time.
1: Well, you know, with with guilt is built into our cultural fabric. Just one of the things, along with shame and other things. But guilt is built into our cultural fabric because we were taught that we were less than human beings. We were treated as though we were less than human beings. And so when we now begin to accept ourselves as full whole human beings, we don't know how to treat that person. We just, we had not, we had not been disciplined on how to how to treat this person. You know, let's talk about black women for a minute. I mean, black women are just phenomenal. I could spend hours talking about how phenomenal that we are, but we are nurturers, we took care of our children. We took care of their children and everybody else's children. We took care of that we took care of that man, even though we knew he wasn't, you know, doing the right thing. But we took care of him also. Okay. We made things happen. And so that becomes a learned behavior. I'm a black woman, and I got to make things happen. I'm a black woman, and I got to take care of everybody. I'm a black woman, I got to make things happen for everybody. And so we begin Mm -hmm. to keep doing that and doing that Mm -hmm. and do that until we become psychologically programmed to believe, we honestly believe Mm -hmm. that we need to take care of everybody except for ourselves. So there is a level, a great level of guilt that comes in when you begin to want to give yourself the gift of healing, when you want to begin to self-care. So here's what I tell women, Jacqueline, all the people, all the people that you have to take care of, all the, all the things that you have to do, they all hinge on how well you are. Yes. If you're not well, then your family suffers, your mate suffers. Your community suffers, your business suffers. So, guess what? Because you are the visionary, you are the wheel that makes all that turn. So, every now and then, the wheel needs to go into the shop for an alignment. Right. Okay. You got to take care of mm-hmm. you so you can take care of everything, everybody else, and everything yeah. else. And, you know, just. Get rid of that guilt because there is no guilt. It, it, it is a good, it is a smart business move. A smart business move, that's yes. a smart business move, take you, care of you yourself.
0: You know what, too, yeah. don't you find that in your clinical practice that that is the root of why so many, like you said, we can do it. I mean, we juggle a lot of hats and don't miss a beat, right? But don't you think of that, that that's why we suffer from a lot of depression and anxiety as well? Absolute,
1: absolutely. Mm-hmm. That was why I suffered with depression. Um, because I wasn't seeing about myself. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in tune, I wasn't in tune with myself. I told myself, society told me that in order to be successful, that I could not afford to be a woman. I had to be a machine. Mm-hmm. Let that say again. Mm-hmm. I was told society told me, I told me. That in order to be successful, I didn't need enough sleep. I didn't need to eat right. I had to be a, t- a typical type A personality. I had oh, yeah. to keep going, 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 and I had to be a machine. So here's the thing, Jacqueline when you are a machine, as opposed to being a human being, Machines have no empathy. Machines have no compassion. Machines have no feelings. So when we are interacting with other sisters who have told themselves not to be a human being, but to be a machine, That's the reason why we see a lack of compassion, we see a lack of empathy, we see the lack of caring, because I am about my business. My business comes first. I am a machine. I am driven. And so, that is the person that you're seeing. You're not seeing the human being, you're seeing the machine. But we are not divinely created to be machines. We are human beings, not machines.
0: Right. 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 Hmm. Listen, I'm just taking a minute to to digest everything, but um, I I totally I totally agree. I totally agree. Um. So we talked about your challenge, and well, we talked about your challenge, but did, did tell us a little more. I mean, specifically, because I, I I don't know if, if you did or not, but about how you over overcame it, how you overcame it. And then tell us a little bit about, we, we touched on, we touched a lot about self-care, you know, taking care of yourself. We didn't say self-care, but that's what we're talking about, taking care of yourself, right. um, putting yourself first and not feeling guilty about it. How do you, that's- so so those, those two things, How did how did you overcome it? And how do you make sure that you practice regular self-care? so the first the first thing
1: is that I had to recognize it yep. I, I, you know it's in, in my practice the hardest thing the most challenging thing to get a client to do is to identify and recognize that you got a problem. right yeah you know, acknowledge it and, and it's even harder for women that are in business especially when you're seeing that you have so many great successes yeah so obviously I don't have a problem it, other people must have the problem okay. Um, but, but, but as even as a businesswoman, your business is not the totality of your life. Okay. So you've got to begin to kind of create a life's wheel. Okay. I'm successful in business. I'm making plenty of money. I've got contracts. I've got this and that, but how are you doing in your family? How are you doing in your relationships? Which is, which is where I'll target with myself because I was successful as a leader. I was successful at pastoring. I was successful as a public speaker, but I had a great deficiency when it came to relationships. All of my relationships seemed to fail. I wasn't doing good in the relationship portion. And I told myself, well, you're successful over here. You're successful over here. People love you over here. So it's gotta be the dude. It's gotta be him. It's something wrong with him. Uh, but after you have one, two, three failed relationships, you gotta sit down with yourself And say, there's got to be something else going on here. There's an underlying dynamic of something that's going on why I can't maintain good relationships. There's got to be something going on with me. So for me, it started at making a, a really true assessment, which Jacqueline is so important that we have women in our lives that we can really talk to and women that can be objective. With you mm-hmm. and be truthful with you and say, hey, sister, you know what? I've been noticing that you've been, you know, off kilter a bit. I've been not and and and, and being vulnerable to those people enough. Mm-hmm. And so I had those kinds of people in my life That's that though they celebrated my successes, they were in awe of me. But I had a few women that pulled me to the side and said, hey, I, I'm not talking to Dr. Carolyn. I, don't, I want to talk to Carolyn. And they okay. said, look, I'm seeing that there's some things going on with you. Now, was I always a welcoming of that? No, I wasn't always welcoming of that. But I begin to just do some self identified. I I looked at my life as a whole, not just what I was doing in my work, but I looked at my family. I looked at myself and I became very dissatisfied with myself as a woman. I I wasn't experiencing the joy of love. I wasn't experiencing the joy of romance that I saw other women having. And I I became very concerned as I began to uh, grow older, why I, I did not have these things in my life. And so I did some self introspection. I put some things off. I stopped doing some things. I created some boundaries in my life when it came to certain people, certain places, certain things. I canceled some projects. I decided not to do certain things. And I really took out time for myself and began to practice self-care in terms of not just taking a warm, hot bath, which is a great thing, but I took our time to do self-care in terms of my psychological and divine being being able to go for a long walk being able to talk to myself being able to be in the company of the people not that people I had to be but the people that I wanted to be with you know honestly there's some people that we just have to be with and we tolerate that but and we have more of those people oftentimes than right. we do. Who we want to be with and that's what creates an imbalance yes constantly around people that you just got to tolerate where's the joy so mm-hmm. i began to connect with the people that made me happy the people that celebrated me the people that loved me and all that love all that love surrounding me it just helped and so how i continue that 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 practice of self-care for one I surround myself with people who genuinely love me. I, I surround myself with people that I don't always have to be on stage. I don't always have to perform. I have sisters in my life that I can just be. I can just call on the phone and I don't have to be Dr. Carolyn. I can be Carolyn. I think about, I mean, all of these women that are on this platform, I, I'm, 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 I'm able to do that. When I think about my late night talks with Mary, I think about my candid conversations that I have with uh church girl Jackson. I think about even when I'm when I'm wrestling with business, how I can be vulnerable with Terry and I can just tell her where I see a weekend in my business and she doesn't use it against me. But she says, Hey, we're gonna, you know, this is what we're gonna do. This is what we're gonna do. I, I think about my talks with um Elder Lisa and how she'll say, Well, can I give you some advice? So I have people in my life right now that I can just be me when I need to be me. And here's the beauty of it, Jacqueline, which is I think this is where the ambivalence comes in with us as black women in dealing with her j- Here's the fear if we really admit it, if we admit it, sisters. I'm afraid to tell Jacqueline where I'm weak because then she won't respect me as a business person. I'm afraid to do that because if I tell her where I'm weak, if I tell her where I'm struggling, then she won't won't respect me as Dr. Carolyn.
0: I agree.
1: You know what I'm saying? That's the fear. I'm afraid that I'm going to give up something and I'll lose the respect. But here's the thing. When I'm your sister, you see, when I'm your sister, I'm not talking about your friend, your colleague, but when I'm your sister, I can accept your weaknesses, in other words, I can accept you in your humanity and I also respect you in your divinity because you tell me you're having a struggle that doesn't take away from who you are as a businesswoman, as a leader and mature people, evolved women, we understand that. We don't have a problem with that. We don't feel like, oh, she told me she was having a struggle and mm-hmm. I'm going to take that and I'm going to use it against her, you know, to demean her mm-hmm. and feel like she's not the businesswoman that she is. I don't care how phenomenal or how fantastic of a businesswoman you are. At the end of the day, that mm-hmm. we are women. We are women. We are human. We are biological. We are psychological. We have breakdowns. We have meltdowns. We have, problems. We have challenges. We have issues. You know, we have all of that, no matter how dynamic you are. And guess what? I want to say to you, sisters, it's okay. It is okay to have that because you are not a machine. You are a human being, and it is okay. And so I surround myself with
0: women that I can be. I can just be. And you you know, you know what? I wanted. I just kind of want to piggyback off of what you said. I think you're right. I totally agree in terms of we are so successful. You know what I mean? And 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 we think that, you know, we got our PhD, we got our degree. Like you said, we're wonderful leaders. Right. But it's this whole thing that that, that we feel like, like we, we have to have everything together. You know what I mean? Like we can't have moments of self-doubt, you know, or moments where we just kind of break down and cry. You know what I mean? And the thing of it is, and it doesn't mean that it just means that you're human. You know, everybody's strength. You know, you might have a strength in this area, but you need to develop this area. And if that's normal, and if that's human, and we need to embrace that, you know, because if we're always constantly walking around, and like, 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 like I said, I think a lot, lot of times we, you know, we we got everything down packed. We wearing, you know, we we changing our our hats and we're juggling everything, right? And we are juggling everything, and we're doing an excellent job at it,
1: yeah. you know.
0: But when it comes to the piece of I need help. You know i need some help or i just need somebody to talk to you know and that we shouldn't have to feel that we have to have everything together you know you know what i mean and and i, I, mean I, I think that, 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 that it's kind of a. sometimes it becomes a vicious cycle and especially in this online space you know what i mean yes. i know people are yes. constantly posting oh i just signed you know i signed my first client um, not my first client but i just Close another deal with the with the client that's going to pay me another five thousand dollar you know deal that I just signed and you know I just booked this radio show and that radio show you know what I mean and it's just like I I, I think it's constant you know snapshots of everybody got it together everybody is doing this they doing that and nobody has any sort of pitfalls or any sort of disappointments or you know what I mean and that and that's not the reality you know and I and Total I. Talk it's not, it's not authentic, and I totally agree. No. Everybody has times where they doubt themselves. You know, yes. and it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It doesn't mean that you're any less of an expert, or it yes. doesn't take away from your ability to run that business and do what Absolutely. you do and continue to do it. You know what I mean? We're all human. And like 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 you said, if, if, we, if we're able to be more vulnerable, right, and be able to come together, because I know I've met a lot of, I mean... I say a handful of women online that I've never even met that are so supportive. I can message them at one o'clock in the morning, you know, for some support. You know, and, yes. and that, that, that if you don't have that, get it.
1: <laughs> you know, and I mean? that that yeah. that is the that is the greatest component to women. Healing yes, yes. is the support system. Yes. Yes. When I am doing um, a psychosocial assessment for a client, mm-hmm. that is one of the main questions that I ask them. Tell me what your support system looks like. And I can tell you, Jacqueline, that if they tell me I have no support system, you're going to see that's going to be a person that has a plethora of problems. Because they have no support system. They have no one that can take them to the store. They have no one that can stand with them in the hospital. They have no one that they can talk to. They have no one that could uh, look over their resume. They have no one to throw ideas off of. For women, for women, we need more support. And we need support from each other. And I am a black woman we are endeavoring to build an authentic support system. Support does not always have to come in the form of a tangible tangible thing like money, but support can be sister. I'm there. You know that's probably the biggest thing is being av- being available. There is no worse feeling than going through a crisis and your sister, is not your sister is not available on a political level, though. Let me say this to black women when we do not show up for each other, this has nothing to do with whether I like your hair, whether I like your makeup, but politically, when we do not show up for each other, it sends a message to other cultures, it sends a message. The white supremacy that we are not standing for each other. One dynamic that we see that is very prevalent, which is why the European community is as strong, because whether they like each other, whether they hate each other, yeah, you're fair. never gonna know it because they're gonna stand for each other because they want to preserve the culture. And this is the thing that I would love to see more of in the Black community. Mm -hmm. It's not an individual thing, whether you like me, you don't like Mm -hmm. me. Let us preserve our culture. There are certain Mm -hmm. things that we don't, we should not want to see happen because it reflects us all. When I, as a public speaker, as an author, when I go out into the world to present. I am not just presenting for Carolyn. I am presenting for all black women. So we need to support each other just on that basis so that our visibility as a culture, that it can be demonstrated as a culture that is strong, that we stick to, let me tell you something, let me tell you something that other cultures, I was speaking with Terry, uh, Coleman who's an awesome businesswoman one of our co-authors and she interacts with a lot of people that are Jewish and Asian and One of the things that they they that they think they know anyway about our culture They 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 know that we're not gonna stick together They know this they, they know this they know that you know, mm-hmm. she told me once not too long ago Why don't you people stick together? Okay, this he said And I'm paraphrasing. When we do business, we do business in our circle. When we want something, we go in our circle and we get it. We don't go outside our circle. Our culture is the only culture that goes outside of our circle to get what we need. That message, you know what that message says, Jacqueline? That message says that my community is weak, Therefore I have to go outside my community to get what I need. It also sends a message that I'm depending on you to continuously feed me, feed me because we don't have the capability of, of housing in all the things that we need. I say that we need to break, we need to break that, that 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 image that people have of us as a culture and black women, I'm talking to you in specific. Now black women know, that we, years ago, we took care of each other. We fed each other. And listen, there was no such thing as foster care in the black community. If a child didn't have a home to live in, grandma took them in, auntie took him in, some woman in that community said, baby, come on, you're going to live here in this house. I might got about five kids and two beds, but you, we did not do that. We always took care of each other. There was no welfare, Jacqueline. There was no food stamps. We took care of each other. Coming from Brooklyn, if somebody didn't have their rent money, we had a rent party, and you got your rent paid. Because we, as a community, we did not want other people to see that we did not take care of each other. And that, I believe, needs to be our message, even as business people, that we have everything that we need right within ourselves.
0: I want to uh, say, again, I'm, I'm trying to hold on to it because I don't want to, um, I didn't want to interrupt you. But, okay, so there's a couple of things. One, I wanted to say, and this is not necessarily in this order, y'all, um, but we need to be concerned too about the example that we set for young women, right? Yes, Other young yes. women coming up. I mean, what what do they think? They just followed in our footsteps. If they see that that we don't support one another, You know what I mean? I mean, so you have to look at look at that in terms like when you're a business owner. And as a woman, you have to look at, you know, teaching your children or your children watching you as you run your business, that 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 whole sense of entrepreneurship and doing for yourself. Right. And then seeing how you interact, the young girls and the young boys are watching is how you interact with your with, with other black people, with other women. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, when
1: we talk about leaving a legacy, which we talk about that a lot, Mm -hmm. and I think that when we talk about, as Black people, when we talk about leaving a legacy, we're only referring to money, Jacqueline. Leaving a legacy goes far beyond just money. Mm -hmm. We've got to leave a legacy of community, we've got to leave a legacy of unity, we've got to leave a legacy of integrity. You know, where a young person, when they grow up and they begin to have their own business, they say, I run my business this way because my mama taught me as a a business owner that I have to have integrity. So, yes, it is important as 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 black women, as seasoned, I would say, black women that we begin to represent ourselves in such a light of excellence, not only in business, but in our lives, in the way that we do things, so that we are leaving a legacy for the other young women that would come, that other young women would begin to see that that as Black women,
0: we need to work together. Right, and to see the power. Oh, I thought that was feedback. That's your dog, right? No, so, that, that my that, feedback? Oh, so, so oh, I'm sorry. So I'm sorry, y'all. I don't know where that. See, every now and again it'd be a little bit of feedback. But <clears throat> you're absolutely right for them to be able to see that, to see that the power in the collaboration. You know what I mean? Just just that 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 power in the unity. And then like how you mentioned before about like going outside. Like we have so many experts, you know, and don't get me wrong, y'all. I'm not, you know, I don't I just think that it's we have so many qualified people. I don't care if it's about finances, right? I could go, I could go online today and put a post in Black women promote and say that. Let's say we decide to put put on an online event, right? Online virtual summit. We could find all sorts of African American women that are that 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 are experts in the area of mental health, experts yes. in the area of substance abuse, finances um, life coaching, diet and exercise. I mean, whatever it is, you know what I mean? It's, it's just that we, I, I, I just think it's just a matter of looking for it sometimes. You know what well, I mean? Well, Jennifer, there. let me ask a question. I mean, I'm asking a
1: question, but this is a, a provoking thought with mm-hmm. what you just said, but then why do you look over me? Not you, but why sister, why are you passing me by? Why are you rejecting me? If I have what you need for your business, for your event, why are you passing over me and knowing that I'm very well qualified, I've proven myself, I've got the track record. Why do you automatically pass me by? You see, and I mentioned that and I put that out as a question and I posed that thought, Jacqueline, because this is what makes us ambivalent in interacting and collaborating with each other and and basically what i'm saying is because rejected people reject people we as a culture have been a rejected people and when you have been when you have been rejected for so long you then begin to develop a learned behavior of not only being rejected, but you also, now you learn how to reject. Rejection becomes a coping mechanism because you've been rejected. Now, the way you deal with your hurt is by rejecting another sister, okay? So, so if we, we all share that same thing that we've all, as a culture, we've been rejected. So why do we want to continue to perpetuate that cycle by rejecting each other, I'm certainly going to look at within my circle first before I would go outside. I mean, there's, there are times that you that that you do have to go outside, and there's nothing wrong with that because I believe that you know I believe that interacting culturally with other cultures can be a very positive thing. Okay, but I I do have issues with going outside of home first before. You, you do that because it sends off a very strong message to other people that we just don't respect each other. But again, it comes from being a rejected people and learning that learned behavior of rejecting each other. And women, we do it all day long. We just continue to reject each other, which does nothing but continue to build That level of hurt in each other, and so I've been rejected, you've been rejected, now I'm going to reject you, you're going to reject me, and then before you know it, and we're nobody's getting in, no right. Nobody's getting uh,
0: in. I don't know why that feedback, maybe it's because I'm moving, but this was something else I wanted to say that you mentioned earlier. Um, like you said, I think a lot of times we're so busy looking at differences amongst each other, whether it be oh, I don't like her hair, or she's wearing natural hair, or she's wearing a weave, or um, you know, she's not, not carrying a certain, I don't know, a Louis Vuitton bag. I don't know, whatever it is, or she don't live in a certain neighborhood or she don't drive a certain car, you know, she's not educated. You know, it, just whatever. I think look, as we be so busy and I'm and, and I'm not, again, I'm just talking about within the African American community. I'm not saying it doesn't exist in other communities, but I'm just focused on us right now. I think that, that we just be so focused on different things that may separate us whether we marry whether we single whether we got kids whether we you know edu- i mean just we just so focused on different all these different things that separate us that we are we're so focused on that that that, that we can't see any other commonalities you know uh,
1: and you are you are absolutely correct Jacqueline um so yeah. you know i'm going to say uh, in the in the words of uh, co-author Mary Hurrell. Okay. We got to look at the why. The, yes. we, gotta look okay. at the, we gotta look at the why. We gotta look at why why do we do that? And so uh, without giving a black history lesson, I think that all of us know, okay, that that was um, a toxic dynamic that was consciously integrated into our culture. To cause us to look at our differences, okay? Um, uh, the European culture um, clearly demonstrated that when they said we'll let the lighter-skinned blacks work in the house and the darker-skinned blacks work in the field, that created a level of division right there. Because then now you have within our culture where there is a there is a sometimes an unspoken Hatred between women, which I didn't find out until I moved to the South, by the way, but there is an un- there is an unspoken hatred between light skinned black women and darker skinned black women, um, because you know uh, many darker skinned black women, you know, have felt the rejection and the pain of seeing their sister put in a better position, if you will, um, and that was deceptive. We'll I don't know about you, Jacqueline, but as much as I would have hated plantation work, I think that if I had to choose between picking some cotton or right, being and in a an house, house. on a daily basis, OK? I think I would have preferred to be on that, be working out in the field. Okay, so I say that because in my um talking with my beautiful, beautiful mahogany chocolate skin sisters, okay, you know we have talked about those things, and so it was just as hard for the light skin sister as it was for the dark skin sister. There is no difference, and so yes, you're absolutely correct that those, the, the, you know, focusing in on those those differences was a toxic was a toxic dynamic that was inbred in our culture to keep us separated we've got to see the why we got to see what it was did it come from us no it didn't come from us we are only perpetuating that toxicity and so we've got to begin to say now I'm not looking at the differences because that doesn't matter I'm looking at what do we have in common where are we the same what where can we stand together and say because of this that we believe the same thing, we have the same passion. This is where our our power comes from, not what makes us different, not because you drive a better car or live in a better neighborhood or what have you. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter because you my sister. That's the only thing that matters here.
0: You know what I wanted to say, I was just checking out, forgive me for looking down, it just said it said reestablishing connection and I wanted to make sure we were still, that we weren't stuck. Oh, okay. I think it's okay. okay. Um, yeah, I think it's okay. But okay, so I was gonna say two things that when you mentioned about the dynamic between the, you know, the the slave in the house and the slave in the field, and the slave in the house or the house slave had that whole extra dynamic because that white woman in that house felt like you know th- there was an extra extra sort of hatred and a whole nother dynamic that that, that, that uh, African-American woman house slave had to deal with, right? Absolutely. So when you Absolutely. when you mentioned it, it made me think about that. And the second thing I wanted to say, I think it's very appropriate because we're talking about collaboration. We're in Black History Month, even though Absolutely. although Black History, celebration of Black history and who we are and where we came from, because remember, they didn't steal slaves from Africa. They brought our ancestors here that were doctors, scientists, um, grits, all sorts of musicians, all the, the whole plethora of, you know, people that they took from Africa. So they didn't steal slaves, right? They brought them here and through a process created, you know, slaves, right? But at any, at, at any rate, this is, um, you know, African history, you know, 365 days of the year what, I guess the leap year, what, an extra day, 366 days of the year, whenever it's a leap year, you know, but I think it's very um, appropriate to to bring this up and, you know, we're at the tail end of February, but this is, like you said, a huge component because we are doing all of this in our business and, you know, have want to have a successful business, but all of these unresolved issues come up and have an impact on who you are as a person which has an impact on the success of your business and Absolutely. that to understand that the collaboration piece the collaboration piece is so important you know you are not just a just a a, a separate entity out there or, or somebody in a vacuum running a business you know what i mean and that, that to really be able to see the power of collaboration and i, I ran in, into a young lady maybe about a year and a half ago some, some of you may, may know her, her name is uh, Stacy Walker. She's a business strategist and a huge part of her platform deals with collaboration. And that just really, you know, me being from a social work background and you know, that I just really took off with that. You know, I love the power of collaboration. You know, so that's, that, that's something I've really incorporated in my business model. And whenever I run into other women, I mean, I reach out to a lot of African-American women you know, and if any, you, you know, to, to be able to collaborate. And I would say for the most part, people have been pretty, pretty responsive, but you yeah, have some people that take it to a whole le- another level. Like I, I see you and I have a couple other other um, young ladies that t- we, we take it to a whole nother level, the power, oh, yes. we really understand the power of collaboration. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. You know, um, it is wise to collaborate. Mm-hmm. It is not only wise to collaborate, it is necessary to, it is necessary to collaborate. In order to have an effective business, uh, you have to embrace the power of collaboration on some level because you're gonna have to deal with other people. What I understand and what I respect about the power of collaboration is, is that because, I don't have all the gifts and all the talents and all the resources, I don't have them. And, but if I am connected to, such as I am with the I Am A Black Woman Project, if I'm connected to other women who have those gifts, those talents, those resources, those ideas, then where my deficiency is, my sister makes up with her strength, she makes up for my deficiency. And then we both come out strong, that and and I know we we don't have the time now but that's part of and we'll have to continue this but you know that's part of what I wanted to say is as a business person you've got to begin to review what is your mission. What is the mission of your business? What is the purpose of your of your of, of your business or your service or whatever it is that you're doing? Begin to look back at your at your mission. What what is it? Who's your who's your target audience? And when you look at that, you ask yourself the question, how can what I do, how can it be stronger? How can it be more effective? I mean, as business people, we're always doing this. You know, How can it be stronger? How can it be more effective? How can I make more of an impact? Okay, I understand this, okay, that I am one person. There's only, I'm limited in my humanity. Mm -hmm. So there's only so much of an impact that I, that Carolyn, that I can make. There's only so far that I can go but when I collaborate with what we call an I Am A Black Woman, we call it sister synergy. When I synergize with other women, okay, now, for example, um, this next week, uh, myself, some other co-authors, we're gonna be in Texas, but we have some Mm -hmm. other co-authors who are gonna be in Virginia. Mm -hmm. Now, if I was just trying to do this project by myself, I can't be in Texas and Virginia at the same time, but the I Am A Black Woman project We're able to be in two and three different states all at one time, why? Because of the power of collaboration. Because when those co-authors go to Virginia, they're saying the same thing that we're saying over here in Texas. Mm -hmm. And you see, now the project itself can now have a greater impact, okay? Mm -hmm. Because we're not doing it alone, but we're going out and we're able to reach more, we're able to reach more Mm -hmm. of the masses because of the power of collaboration. If I had not collaborated with these women, this project would not have the impact that it's having and it wouldn't be able to spread out as quickly and as fastly as it is. So it it, it behooves us, Jacqueline, that we've got to begin to collaborate. But what I will say is this, before we can have effective collaborations, we gotta get to the underlying root of some of the issues that, that come about because of collaboration we've got to get to some of the, the the underlying issues as to why we don't want to do it we, I think most of us know it makes sense but why don't we do it and so we've got to start asking those whys we've got to start talking about those whys we got to start being truthful listen we as sisters we need to have this conversation well i want to be honest i feel very vulnerable when i talk to other women and this is why i feel vulnerable well I, i i have trust issues and if we don't begin to dialogue about it sisters will never heal and we need to heal. And I want to say this definitely that we need to heal quickly You know why we need to heal quickly? We need to heal quickly because this is the hour of the black woman I want to go on national uh, Nationally saying this is our hour, okay? when We see Michelle Obama and what she has done You know done that is just not by happenstance. It is our hour. Divinely, this is this is our hour, sister. And so we need to do what we're going to do, and we need to do it expeditiously because this is our hour. We are a powerful force in the earth realm, and we are powerful not only in our own right, but when we collectively yes. come together. Okay, that is such a power that cannot be shaken. It cannot be beaten. And so I am encouraging. I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing because I believe in us. I believe that we can heal through us. I believe that we can prosper through us, not through me, but through us. I believe that our children can heal through us. I believe that our men can heal. By the way, Jacqueline, we have. I am a black man that's going to launch in October, 2019. <laughs> yes, we have. We have a uh, ten uh me- black men coming on board, they're gonna tell their stories, we're gonna dialogue, we're gonna talk about the problems that we have between black men and black women, and ultimately we're bringing healing to the whole community. I tell every woman, this I am a black woman project is not just limited to these 12 authors, I'm getting ready to launch the next level. It is for all black women, not only to tell your story, but to tell your story and to go out and teach, and teach other women, because we want this to be perpetual, we're not trying to just stop at this book sell a couple of books and go on about our business no this is a movement like we have the civil rights movement this is a movement like we had the Black Panther movement this is a movement so what I'm saying is that we need to get on board with the ideology that together sisters that we are powerful it is our time to make an impact in these earth realms. we can do it I know we can do it but we can't do it alone we've got to do it together
0: Yep. I wanted to to say that you're right. We are, we are powerful just alone. But when we join forces, we are unstoppable. And I I like, I I like the fact that like, like you said, it was a a book project that is that that's a movement. I mean, I love that. That is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And just even hearing you talk about just like imagine it being all across the United States initially, you know, initially, you know, and so, you know, I, I told you I'm in Michigan and I know we, you know, talked, but I definitely, you know, look look forward to us doing some different collaborations oh, we, we, um like, in, in the future. I can't wait. It. Think about it,
1: how yeah. powerful that is yeah. if that if we are all across the nation, mm-hmm. think about from a business perspective, because I know your yeah. show is popular, but think about from a business perspective, think about the products that we can have, the mm-hmm. service. That we can have. Think about uh, collaborating and merging together with other businesses, how we can pay. You talking about Black Wall Street, mm-hmm. you talking about some black women that's getting some stuff mm-hmm. done yep. and nobody has to suffer. Everybody can come up. That's mm-hmm. what we always say. And I'm a black woman. I rise, you rise, mm-hmm. we rise. You I
0: are- could, I could just, I could just see you now being interviewed by Oprah and Oprah's like, Oh, okay. So how did this all come about? And you'd be like, oh. you know what I mean? I could just so see it.
1: <laughs> well, I tell you what, uh, I, I thank you. And I'm humbled by you saying that. And I tell you what, and I will always, I don't care. I will always come back and do this show. Always.
0: Oh, I, it was. It, this was, this was fun. And I knew it. I knew it from the beginning too. I was like, this is going to be a long one, but you know, I want it. I want to, Um, I want you to, tell us because we we have pretty much incorporated everything you know yes. your topic yes. 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 and yes. Yes. You know, a little bit about how you started your why your obstacles but now just just share with with them and then I'll I'll do a wrap up but okay. share how people can find you um and then I guess you can maybe go back and put a link in I don't know if you want to put the link okay. to the group or you know but but t- tell us a little bit more about that just tell them how they can find you and I guess if there's a particular tell them about the book Okay, And, you know, whatever else you want to share. Well, so I'll share
1: this. Um, um, I have my own public Facebook page, but we also have a group called I am a black woman. You can request to be a part of that group. OK, and this is where we socialize in that group. And you'll get a lot of information about that. So if you just message me, I'll let you in the group um, or you can just come to the group and I'll invite you in the group. So we have I am a black woman group. The book is set to launch in Atlanta, Georgia, in June of 2019. We purposely scheduled the book launch for uh, during the time of the Juneteenth celebration. I love it so that's the reason why we purposely decided to do to do that and so um we will be doing an entire pre-launch weekend where we'll we going out in the community to some various places so you sisters will see us out there in Atlanta uh with our t-shirts on and, and, and just talking and going out in the streets and talking to people so we'll be we'll we'll uh, put that up on there um we do have a website and i'll make sure i post that information i'll i'll have somebody from um, I am a Black woman to post that information. We will have pre-launch information up, so you guys can certainly help us in our efforts, okay? To 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 get this book on on way. Um, so with the with that launch, and then in October, we have an I am a Black man motorcycle ride that's going to be coming up. So we're going to see ten Black men on motorcycles riding in in the city of Atlanta uh, right before they launched their book and so that's going to be powerful so I'll put the information up about that if anybody wants to email me personally you can do that at ca- a lowercase letter dr dot Carolyn 21 at yahoo.com and I'll make sure I have somebody from one of the departments to post that information as well message me connect with me I'm a very approachable person please message me. We, um, Jacqueline, we're starting in March. um, The I Am a Black Woman 2, going to the next (laughs) level, okay? That's going to be a really powerful piece because not only is it going to be a book, but um, it's also every co-author will be um, developing their teaching platform for that. So not only do you write and have your book, but you'll also be a teacher and develop your own group that you'll take for a whole year so you can monitor their progress as a co-author and as a mentor. So I'm looking for a powerful women we will be interviewing for those starting now so you just message me and i'll give you the information for that so that that that, um you know because let me say this quickly because i didn't what we wanted to do is not just tell the story but we want to now help the sisters with the process as as, as co-author Mary always talked about we want to help you with the process we want to take you for 90 days six months each co-author that contributes their story will take a group of women and carry you through on their pat on their platform carry you through a 90-day period a six-month period watch your progress help you grow whether that's in business whether that's um, you know emotionally as a life coach so I'm looking for co-authors that are business people that want to teach and groom and mentor other business people i'm looking for life coaches people that want to help people in particular areas of their life we're looking for co-authors that have just a story but not only you just have a story with this one we want you to have a story but we want you to have a teaching platform we want you to be able to develop a portion of your story into a step-by-step process that you can pull out of that book and begin to teach a group of women and take them to the next level so that they can begin to prosper so that this begins to go on and on and on it's just never-ending, and then you imagine all those beautiful sisters, all of us coming together and having a great big conference somewhere in the world and talking about how we started out, what our progress is looking like, the businesses that we have bought, the the properties that we have bought, and then just beginning to share that, network with that, and just infusing each other with our strength, power, and love. Yep, this sounds
0: wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So, Let me go ahead and do a wrap-up. So again, everyone, because I I don't know, this is acting kind of funny now. It just, yeah, I'm not sure about this connection. I hope you guys can still hear us okay. Um, So a wrap-up. Thank you, ladies, again, for joining us for A Queen's Roundtable Show, episode 13. This happens every second and fourth Sunday of the month. My name is Jacqueline Kabai Harrison. I am... A confidence and success coach, and I work specifically with African American women that have coaching and/or consulting businesses. My overall aim is to help or help women create unshakable confidence, resulting in increased productivity in their business, leading to increased profitability in their coaching and/or consulting business. So, if you are interested in being a guest, please, I always um, tell people to email me or send, send, you can email me, send me a message or click on the link that says apply. Um, and we can, you know, you, you can get yourself scheduled and we'll we'll talk about it and go from there. And the purpose of this show is to be able to help, help women, help, help. Oh, this is, I'm getting, I knew I was going to start getting a call. Coaches and or consultants to be able to increase their confidence to be able to be a better business owner, be a better person resulting in being a better business owner, right? So, so, so and I, my my brother is calling because he has my son. So, um, yeah, so that is what I'd like to say. Please join us again every second and fourth Sunday of the month. I'd like to thank Dr. Carolyn Stevens for so coming today and, and look so, for more collaborations in the future.
1: Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Jacqueline. I certainly do appreciate it. And thank you for all of you beautiful sisters that have tuned in today to watch this broadcast. I'm very grateful for you. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. OK, ladies, um, everyone enjoy the rest of your Sunday afternoon. And thank you for joining us. Bye bye.